Hello, everyone, boys, girls, and everyone in between. This is your boy, Pierre T. Welcome to a brand new episode of Vibe Mood Feels. Today is a special episode because I'm not alone. You know, you get to hear another voice besides my own, and it's always good when you're not just listening to me ramble. So last week, or the last couple of episodes, you've been hearing me talk about this uh, pandemic thing going on. And last week, we got the perspective of a student. And this week, we're actually going to get the perspective of an essential worker. And uh, if, we're, if you're in the Philadelphia area, uh, you do know that there's a lot of essential workers going on here, including public transportation. So right now, I have Adriana. She's a SEPTA driver. And that's basically the main source of public transportation here in Philadelphia. Without SEPTA, Philly pr- practically wouldn't even run. So let's give a hand for Adriana. Hello, Adriana. Uh, hi, how you doing? Hi, everyone. How's everyone doing? I hope everyone's doing good and staying safe out there. Yeah, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a weird time right now. Uh, we're, in, we're in uncharted territory. And I said this before we started recording that it's like a Marvel film. It's like... Endgame or Infinity War, Thanos snapped his fingers and it's just like a whole different <laughs> world right now. Right. Uh, but let's, let's you know, throw some softballs out there. What is your role at SEPTA right now? As of right now, I'm a bus operator for cool. SEPTA. Yeah. And as a, as a bus driver there, what's, what, does, what does that entail? Like, how does that look like? I mean, I know you drive... <laughs> obviously but like what does that look like in terms of um before this started you know before this started um how does that how did you say so um i mean yeah i mean it's just you know you you don't think you'll ever uh have to face something like this not during your lifetime so life before this was just i wake up you know go do my job transport everybody where they have to go um and that was pretty much it it was you know just just a job and now it's like it's more than a job you know now it's like you know your life depends on it and and other people's lives depend on it you know what I mean in, in a very serious way so it's, it's a lot now it's, it's like geez, I don't know it, how, long been, have you, how long have you been there I've been there for four years and about three months now I've been with uh, the company wow so since that time you started four years ago into now what has changed like how has COVID-19 impacted your your job oh man it's impacted my job because I mean you know everyone thinks it's, it's just a bus people don't realize that there's actually a human being driving these buses when people get on these buses they think oh bus bus but they don't you know they don't really I don't think it registers or it clicks that there's actually a human being you know, controlling that bus. And um, it's really affected everything, my personal life, my career, because, you know, now it's like a double-edged sword. Like you have to go to work and make, you know, to make a living and pay your bills. But then you also have to, you know, think about, damn, if I go to work, I'm, you know, risking getting COVID-19 and bringing it home to everybody that I love, you know? So, so it's, it's, it's caused a lot of stress and and it's just a lot to be honest with you yeah i want to say actually thank you because you know 
again, the city runs on this transit and stuff. And if it wasn't for people like you stepping up, again, Philly would crumble. So, you know, you risking your life literally and, you know, the people around you every day that's that has to take a toll on you in, in, in a sense. So, like, with with this whole pandemic thing and, and you know, you mentioned that you are risking your life. So do you, do you feel like the superiors or the, the upper heads of SEPTA, for lack of better words, do you feel like the support and, like, do you do you get the face mask? Do you get you know? Did they give you? Do you guys get notified? Okay, here are precautions to take, or just like guys, you're still gonna have to go to work. Like, what what has been their communication? Like, what has it been like? So the- um, we have an employee um, website where you know they send us like special messages and all that stuff. So they do give us special instructions as far as gloves and masks. It's been our union representatives that bring us one glove and one mask and one mini bottle of hand sanitizer, you know, and, and, and the thing about that that people don't know is that it's not that they have, you know, a bunch of them available for us. It's kind of like, you know, first come first serve. If you're there, you get it. And if you don't, if you're not there, you don't get it, you know, cause I know a lot of coworkers of mine that, you know, still question till this day, Hey, did everyone, you know, get masks or gloves? And some of us say yes, some of us say no. So the ones that haven't, you know, they get worked up and they're like, why haven't I got it? Because it's kind of like, I feel like this came so fast and no one was prepared for it. So it's not like, you know, they stored these masks and gloves away. Like in the event of this happening, you know, we're going to roll out this this program and have everyone sign for these gloves and these masks. They don't do that. They just, you know, they give it to whoever is first come first serve. You know what I'm saying? So if a different union rep gave me a mask and a glove, he wouldn't know if you know his other coworker gave it to me or not if I don't say nothing, which is kind of unfair to my other coworkers, you know. But not all of us are honest. Right. Wow. That's that's a lot. So once those box that box runs out, basically that's it. So the union is what's basically helping you guys out through this and whatnot. And to speak on what you just said, yeah, like there's there was no way to prepare for this because i feel like we heard about it and then it came and we're not going to tread into the political territory but we we weren't told this was serious until it was and then as soon as you know it we had everyone had to go into panic mode businesses um we had to leave school Uh, we're, we're doing everything remotely radio like everyone everyone every industry is being affected right now because there was no proper preparation for this and it's uh it's very very interesting but with 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 this going on right now what does your day look like now post pandemic or i guess in pandemic what does your day-to-day look like do you do you walk out the house with the gloves do you wait till you get on the bus do you san do they is there a sanitization team that comes and you know clean the buses for you like how does that work all right, so um, when I get when I first walk out my house, I don't have it on. I won't lie. I get in my personal vehicle, drive to work. As soon as I get out of my car, then I'm putting my gloves and my mask and everything on, you know. And in my book bag, I have Lysol spray and I got Clorox wipes and all that stuff. So when I do, you know, clock in, because you know now there's a lot of my coworkers that are starting to you know, report that they're, they've been infected. So you have to have that mask on by the time you walk into that department, you know? So um, when I walk out into the bus, 
I, disinfect everything. I mean, I've done this prior to, e- to even this pandemic. It's just, you know, hygiene. Like, you, you don't want to touch nothing you right. don't know, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I disinfect everything personally. And um, as far as SEPTA having um, sanitation teams, they do at every end of uh, our trip. So um, there'll be one guy there with, you know, spray and um, a rag and he's wiping down the poles and stuff like that. But, you know, you, you have to keep in mind, like, you, you know, he, he cleans the buses at this end, but then you have buses that are uh, one trip is like an hour and a half. So between that hour and a half, somebody can sneeze, somebody can cough, and people don't think of it like this, but a, a, a bus is a germ box. It's, right. you know, if someone sneezes into the air, it's a confined space, no matter if I got a window open or not. But if I have a window open, that's the only exit for those germs to, to exit the bus, right? Whether, you know, when yeah. I open the doors or when I open the window, but other than that, that's it. So, you know, we're driving down the road for an hour and a half with these germs on the bus. Because I'm not going to lie, <laughs> the public could be, you know, not so sanitary. And they, right. they sneeze into the open and they cough into the open. Not, not everyone wear masks. You know, so it's it's tough. Yeah. Before I think maybe a couple of days before we were told to stay home, I was riding the bus because I had to take care of some more paperwork for work and stuff. And someone threw up on the bus and the bus driver cursed us out. He said who did it and he kicked us all out. Um, but right then, like I was scared at that point because I'm like, man, like who did this? I didn't even see it happen until the bus driver stopped the bus and like he saw it like everywhere. And um I can't even imagine what he's going through because he kicked us out and now he's stuck in the bus. He drove off and I guess he like, yeah, he's in the germ box. So anything can happen because there's no sanitization team there. So like how about that happens mid trip? What happens? Like, is there like a, a a team on hand that they come on the truck, like the ghostbusters and and pop up, you know, for any emergencies like that. But, um, I guess like everyone's just winging it and, um, it kind of sucks that, this is what we're going absolutely um they actually do have i don't know how they're dealing with uh the pandemic as far as it happening mid-trip but i know prior to this they have uh mechanics um on call so if we hit you know our little computer at the top and you know we talk to them uh via the phone then you know we'll tell them such and such threw up or someone you know defecated on the bus and they'll tell us to exit the bus and just wait for like supervision or, or uh, the mechanics to come. And that's their responsibility. They're supposed to clean that up, not us. But there have been times where drivers have been asked, can you pull that bu- bus into the depot? Mind you, there's throw up on the, on the bus. There's, you know, poop on the chairs. And, and sometimes they do ask us to drive those buses in like that. So, you know, people think that everything is just a paycheck. It's not. We're not just bus drivers. We're, you know, we have to listen to people's problems. We have to deal with, you know, some people who have mental uh, issues out there and, you know, so on and so forth. So it's it's much more than just a bus driving position. It's it's much more than that. You know what I mean? Especially now during this pandemic, it's just, it blows my mind. blows my mind. Yeah, I mean. It's definitely way more than that, what you're saying. I, I can see that. Just as a writer myself, I experienced so much craziness on SEPTA. There's been a dude threatening to kill everyone on the bus because he people kept pushing them. Uh, there's been flat tires. There's been people getting cursed out at. There's been a drug break and whatever. I've experienced a lot. 
during the time. So like, I can't even imagine. And that's just when I traveled to get to where I need to go. I can't even imagine someone who's in there for an hour and a half. Um, for 12 hours. Just, oh, 12. Yeah, because not just the one trip. You're doing that. Back and forth all day, that. right. So I can't, I can't even imagine what, what that would that would be because it's it's more than just a physical thing at that point too it's it's mental emotional because that's a lot of personalities and a lot of things to take in at once so yeah that's you know again I'm just saying thank you because that's thank you for doing what you're doing because I'm not anyone can do that like seriously that's it's it's crazy absolutely you know what a lot of us love our job but I feel like um in the midst of this pandemic a lot of us I can't speak for everyone, but I know that a lot of us now it comes down to, wow, I need this job uh, during this period to pay my bills and provide for my family. It's not, no, oh, I, I love my job so much that I just want to go out there and risk my life and do it. You know, it's, I can't, I can't imagine any human being saying that. Right, Besides yeah. doctors, with all due respect, they are honorable. I, you know, I cannot imagine having to work hands on with you know someone who you know has this virus like us as bus drivers we don't know who has the virus and it's scary you know the unknown is scary the fact that you don't know if the person that's coughing is just you know they got an itch on their throat or if they carry that virus so it's it's yeah. scary but oh yeah to, to those frontliners in in the health care uh industry yeah to them. that's 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 really you hit on something that I actually do want to talk about. So you said it's not like it makes sense because no one's gonna say like run, it's not like you're gonna run for face for and say I'm gonna continue working through this. You know I get that. Uh, same thing with like grocery workers who are working at Absolutely. grocery shops. You know they have to like because now they're labeled essential. And I would love to get someone working in the grocery um, on the show to talk about it. But like except that you don't have to answer this because you know whatever. But has SEPTA given you guys as like a bonus or like a special thank you for for this extra thing because I know a lot of uh fast food workers and stuff they're being paid the same and a lot of them are being paid just minimum wage which especially at this time that's not doing anything I know people are pushing to at least get them to 15 which I don't even think is still enough because of everything that they have with no health care benefits with these jobs and stuff so Again, you don't have to answer, but like, has SEPTA given you guys anything that that's like a thank you, a one-time bonus, or like just any compensation for what's going on right now? All right. So I won't comment much on that. All I can say is to keep it as simple as possible. No, <laughs> we're being paid, you know, regular pay. We did try for hazardous pay because I believe any essential worker that is out there risking their lives, you know, to provide for you know, people who are out or people who need groceries or people who need to get to their essential job should be paid hazardous pay. That's my personal opinion. You know, you're risking your life uh, for this. You're putting your life on the line. So um, we did try for that. I don't know what's going on with that. You know, I, we have a union that's uh, trying to, you know, handle that as far as uh, getting hazardous pay and uh, that. But I haven't um, heard anything about it. Okay, cool. Um, I'm gonna get a little deeper. I didn't put this on the thing because I just thought about it. No worries. Um, but um, okay. So there's been there's been talks, and other like other companies in different states where they went on strike because they weren't they felt like they weren't being protected from this virus. 
is that a talk that's being had over there or is there like some sort of i wouldn't say retaliation but is there some sort of like we're gonna stop doing this until we at least have this because we need better support and whatnot um as far as our union president i haven't heard anything about a possible strike as an individual employee like i'm a union member too am i upset absolutely you know and and with all due respect to all the essential workers that do need uh to travel to their job it's you know i want everyone to think too it's kind of unfair because it's like SEPTA went out there and said you know no fare required now ridership has gone up you know ever since they said oh you can ride the bus free now you have you know, with all due respect, people who are homeless getting on the bus. Kids in the groups of 12 I've picked up, you know, that are just wow. going nowhere. Why are you in the street? You know, like kids could carry this virus too. So it's kind of like, if you absolutely do not have to be outside, why are you riding these buses? So if we don't go on strike, I personally feel that, um, should they have transit police out there? Absolutely. You know why? Because why should all essential workers risk our lives when, Someone's just riding a bus for fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you don't have no business being out here. So, uh, you know, which which brings me to to the uh, video that went viral uh, yeah. with the guy getting kicked out of a of a SEPTA bus. People are saying, oh well, SEPTA did too much. Oh, you did this, but you know what? And then now SEPTA saying that you're not required to wear a mask. It's not fair. And now you just made the entire authority, all the bus drivers, every SEPTA employee, and the Philly police look like a joke yeah because you know you instead of enforcing this rule you went and you said oh we're not going to do this no more no you need to because people are risking their lives to get to work that yeah, is I've it's mandatory it's i've seen a video uh, a crowded bus probably like 30 plus people standing up and stuff and a lot of them weren't wearing any masks and i think i think that's I think for SEPTA to kind of undermine what that video and what from like from a viewer's perspective is just like, well, from a viewer's perspective, I'm like, oh, yeah, why did they drag that person out? Like they could have just gave him a mask and stuff. But when you're thinking of you got to think of layers, you know, like you said, it's not just a bus. There's someone driving that bus. They're on there for 12 hours at a time sometimes. And, you know, they need to be protected. So to some extreme or yeah, to some extreme or to some extent that wasn't an extreme because again, that's one person riding the bus for hours at a time. We can't take that chance of even the other riders. They, we can't risk them and you, uh, drivers like you being exposed to that. So like- Absolutely, yeah, because it's not only about the driver. You know, I care about my passengers too. And uh, the last time I was at work, um, you know, I started seeing more and more people wear these masks. I'm like, oh, wow, you know, that's, that's, you know, I, I'm grateful for that because, you know, we're out here risking our lives. And I mean, so are you, but, um, you know, you're taking that precaution to, you know, not spread these germs and not spread, you know, potentially spread this virus. So, um, you know, the fact that this guy or everyone else getting on the bus without a, a mask, the fact that you even feel comfortable with getting on a bus in a confined germ box with, without a mask, it's, it's kind of like, what are you thinking? Like, you know, like you're not invincible. None of us are. So, so, you know, people are, are losing it over this video. And, and my, in my opinion is, um, he was asked 
over and over and over and over again. Please exit the bus. Exit the bus. They, they you know, before it even got to that extent, the, the cops aren't just going to come on the bus and drag you off the bus because you don't have a mask. Yeah, we only saw the, the climax, basically. of We only saw Absolutely. the top part. We didn't see the buildup. Absolutely, you know, but it's, it's common sense, you know, like the same, there's this video going around of a supervisor that gets on a bus and points out specific people that aren't wearing masks, and he asks these people four times, please exit the bus, please exit the bus, and they don't, and he, you know, the, by the fifth time, he's like, if you do not exit the bus, I have to get, I have to get the cops to get you off this bus, so you're not going to tell me that a cop or anyone is going to just come and drag someone off of the bus, and again, this is my personal opinion, you know, but Come on, it's it's not realistic to me, you know. And I know a lot of a lot of things are going on, but I'm pretty sure they asked that man, please exit the bus, you know. But I mean, I wasn't there, but to my knowledge, come on, like you're you're talking about a the bus that got cameras all over the place. You think that they're just gonna come in there and drag someone off of the bus? Not to, not to mention all the people around there witnessing this. How come nobody recorded that from the inside? Why? Why? You know, they only posted the video that was recorded from the outside. So, right. So, uh, so you, as you, do you, I think they introduced a new rule where you, they have to enter through the back door, yeah. I believe. So if you notice someone isn't wearing a mask, do you confront them? No, absolutely not. I wouldn't, uh, you know, I don't know everyone for themselves out there. I mean, you know, Every operator has a different personality, um, you know, is their own individual. But me, I personally wouldn't. Um, and there's not much we can do. I mean, as bus operators, if SEPTA isn't enforcing this rule, what are we going to do? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to get into a physical altercation or a verbal altercation at that with someone who, who isn't wearing a mask. Is it upsetting? Absolutely. Again, absolutely. Why? Because it's a confined space. You're putting every single person on that bus, including yourself, if you don't have it at risk. You know what I mean? Or even if you do. So, so, you know, it's a really frustrating um, experience as the bus driver. Which, by the way, I, I've been out of work. I've, you know, I haven't been feeling good. This is this is terrifying. It's a decision you got to wake up and decide every day. Am I going to go out there and risk my life and risk bringing this home to my loved ones? Or, you know, am I going to stay home and, you know, like, just take my chances of, of not getting it? Yeah. So if anyone, let's say if someone, if you did come in contact with someone, do they have a rule where you have to quarantine for two weeks? Do they have that if anyone's been exposed in their buses or trains or subways? Um, see, the thing about that is how will we know, you know? Like, not unless SEPTA is tracking down every passenger and figuring out if they had it. There's no way of us knowing. We don't find out until we go get tested or show symptoms, and now it's already too late. Now we didn't have, you know, we already got it, and now we have to quarantine ourselves and, and you know, everyone we've came in, con in contact with, you know? So amongst um, the drivers, uh, yeah, people in my depot are, you know, are starting to, to come out and say, I have it, I have it, you know what I mean? So um, I personally, I mean, their, their uh, procedure is to let us know who has it so they, you know, they can find out who had con like contact with them or not. Um, I haven't heard anything about that. That's, you know, I can only speak from my perspective. I haven't, 
What I have seen is my own coworkers come out and say, listen, I have it. Now, whoever had contact with that coworker knows, oh man, let me go get tested or let me, let me quarantine for a while, you know? So, um, that's, that's what's going on there. Not a lot of people know that, but it's scary. It's scary because you're talking about 350 plus workers in one department, in one department. That's not to mention all the other 10 departments, uh, you know, depots that are out there. Mm-hmm. We're talking about one depot, 350 drivers, you know, so it's scary. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, and with all that going on, how does how does that impact or affect your home life too? Because for the rest of us that aren't essential, we're where we have to stay at home rule and you know quarantine and stuff. So, how do you take any special precautions when coming home? And uh, like, how does that look like? Or how? Um, that- absolutely. Uh, I try and take as many precautions I can. As soon as I get off of work, um, you know, I lace all myself down. You know, it says on a bottle, it supposedly kills the virus or whatever, how many germs are on you. Uh, then, you know, I get on my car, come home, and I uh, change my clothes outside of my house. I do not step in that house, in my house with my uniform on or with the boots that I've been driving in that bus all day, you know, and then I lace all myself down. And then I use hand sanitizer, you know, I wipe down the handlebars that I touch at home or anything like that. So I do my best to take precautions. but Again, it's, it's truly scary. I mean, the other day I was sneezing and I'm like, oh my God, I had this virus. Like, that's what, you know, that's the risk. That's the, that's the reality of it. Like you get a little itchy in your throat. I'm like, oh my God, should I get, should I get checked? Like, cause you know that you have exposed yourself to it. It's not, right. oh, I've been home all day. I went once to the grocery store. Do I have it? No, it's, I have gone every to work every single there. day. Exactly. In, in a bus, in a, in a germ box, you know, so. It's like, oh, man, that's the first thing that comes to your mind. You're not thinking, oh, I have just a cold. No, you're thinking, oh, my God, what if I had this virus? You know, now and then you start to think of everyone you came in contact with, your, your family, your kids, your, you know, everything. It's just a very, very scary feeling. And that's why I want to ask anyone that it's not supposed to be out, please don't be out. Don't be out because some of us don't have that option or don't have that choice to stay home with our loved ones. No, we have to go out there and make a living, you know? And, and, and the, the fact that we can't claim unemployment, that's not an option for us unless we already caught the virus. You know, that's what Sutton told us. If we caught the virus, we have to go through all these, you know, papers that we have to sign, get a doctor sign off on them, and then we could collect unemployment. It's not like, oh, I'm not gonna work today uh, and I'm gonna collect unemployment. No, I'm not gonna go to work today, you're not gonna get paid. See what I'm saying? So, uh, so there's there's a process for you guys to there's a big process in order to get to that point of quarantine. So you can't just say, oh, let me just quarantine for a week because I might have been exposed. You'll have to get confirmation. Absolutely, no. There's a, you have to get uh, confirmation from a doctor, and something wants to see that proof. Oh, you know, let me see the doctor saying that you need a quarantine for a while. You know, because other than that, imagine how many bus drivers are going to call up and say, hey, listen, I got a quarantine. We're not coming to work. We're not going to strike, but we're not going to come to work. So you see what I'm saying? So they need proof of that. So they, we need to show all. It's a, it's a big process that we, we got to go through in order to claim unemployment or get paid for being out. Wow. So what do you, th- so what, 
is something you would like to be brought up now and you did mention if you want to stay home or if you don't need to leave your house don't if you don't if you have the option to stay home stay home but is there anything else that wasn't mentioned that you think okay like the people need to know this whether it's a precaution or just anything like what do we need to know right now I mean, you know what, we're, we're talking about just 40 feet of a square bus, you know, all I ask is that if you're not an essential worker, or if, if you are, but if you, you know, just simply have to go to the grocery, cover up, cover up, because you're not only putting yourself in, in danger, but you're putting everyone else that does not have a choice, but to be on their way to work, in danger too, you know, so I just want to ask anyone to, um, just please put a mask on, wear gloves. And one more thing, as far as the entering in a back door rule, you know, there, uh, the, the very front passageway of the, uh, bus, uh, of the bus, you know, so a lot of drivers are putting the seats up. We were told, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to go out there and say, we were told we can't do that, right? But that, that kind of contradicts the six-foot rule. So, you know, you're telling us that now we can't put these chairs up to try and keep these passengers as far away from us as possible but people are still entering from the back, coming to the front, putting these chairs down and sitting on those front chairs. So I don't, you know, I, I don't know if I'm speaking for every bus driver out there. All I know is that I want to ask anyone to please sit in the back seat if you can. You know, if, if like we're out here taking you where, you where you need to go, we're doing our job. The least that we ask is do not sit in that front row seat. See what I'm saying? So that's all I want to ask. If all the riders, if all the drivers get infected, then there will be nowhere for the other essential workers to go. So imagine, can- and, and I feel like that's that's what is, is it? My question, you know what I mean, out there is is it gonna take for every bus driver, God forbid, to pass from this virus for the authorities to shut the buses down? I mean, I understand people have to get to work, essential workers. I get that, but you know what? If we wouldn't have a big problem or a big issue with this if only the essential workers were going to work. Because like I said, it's not, nothing is, is being enforced and nothing's being controlled. Everyone and anyone can ride these buses. And if I was an essential worker and I wasn't a bus driver and I was just on my way to, you know, I was a grocery uh, store clerk, I would feel like, why are these kids out here? Why is anyone that do not have to be at work and is not an essential worker, why are they riding the bus? They shouldn't be allowed to ride the bus, I'm sorry. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, again, there's people that have to go to the grocery store, but you know what I'm saying? Like, how can you tell those that don't have to go out and those that are right. just out here for fun? I've read something that SEPTA, I think it was from SEPTA, that they were going to stop people. I, th- I, I think it's the train, or maybe, like, once people start walking to the Frankfurt line, at least, they'll be asked, okay, why are you riding this bus? Are you an essential worker, or are you going grocery shopping? So that's not being enforced? Um, to my knowledge, it's not. I mean, it hasn't happened on my bus. Um, and I'm not sure if they're doing that in different parts of the city or on certain buses. I don't know. But um, as far as the buses I've driven, no, it has not been enforced. And, you know, and I, I don't imagine how they're going to enforce that because it's not like everyone is together in this saying, yes, they're right for doing that. No, you're going to get a big group of people that say they're overreacting. Why are they invading people's personal space like that? I had a conversation with a, with a, um, with a passenger that, you know, I told them they should have transit police on these buses. She told me 
Why, why would you want that? That's an invasion of, of their privacy. First of all, you're on a public bus. There's no such thing as privacy on, a pub, on, on public transit. You're in a public space. See what I'm saying? So yeah. the, 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 the public wants privacy when it comes to them. But it, when it comes to a bus driver, our privacy doesn't matter. Everyone is watching your every single move because they want to call that number on you. Yeah. I've been in this, I've been driving for four years and I'll tell you, I got five commendations. I've had five people that call that number to give a compliment about me. But how many complaints I have, I I can't even count on two hands how many. Why? Because the people just want to look for reasons to complain. See what I'm saying? So if you were on. I can play fault to that because sometimes if if there was a bus driver who passed by me <laughs> and they saw me in the street and they go, what about me? next time I see the bus driver, I'll, sometimes I am looking, I'm like, I'm like, you know what, mofo, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, so like, yeah, I do understand that. And, you know, I, it isn't fair because everyone, like, like you said, you know, everyone is a person, everyone, everyone, everyone has their own thing going. And I feel like, especially during this time, there needs to be, there needs to be something i would like to see a a public statement you know like how we're seeing politicians and the people from the government from philadelphia speaking i would love to see the transit superiors speak uh, whether it's a live on twitter or on on television or something i think it will be interesting just to see their perspective on everything and see them come up with some type of guidelines to writing their their systems I mean, supposedly our general manager um, was supposedly on on a radio. I tried to tune in, but um, I didn't hear nothing. Perhaps I don't know if it was pre-recorded or it wasn't uploaded yet. But I didn't get to hear her talk. But uh, you know, my coworkers were going, were telling everyone, "Yo, tune in at this station because our general manager is about to talk." So it's kind of like promote that right now. What? Or do you know where where it's supposed to be heard? No, I don't know. I'm not okay. sure. Yeah, they were just saying to tune in at a specific uh, radio station. But again, I don't, I don't know. I kind of like read it and skimmed through it, and I tried to go to the station, uh, but I can't remember what it was. Um, so yeah, so uh, you know, I mean, I can't imagine they'll say much more than you know them trying to help out the people that have to go to the grocery stores and have to go to the, um, you know, their jobs and the essential workers and how they're trying to, you know protect us they got to say that you know so um yeah i don't i don't know what's what's going on with that but definitely i mean if anyone wants to uh read news about anything that the general manager has to say just set the website they definitely do post on there Setthe.org. you can go and go in and find everything of you know as far as bus schedules and anything that the general manager has to say anything like that Setthe.org is where to go well, that was very informal. I learned a lot. Thank you, Adriana, so much for being on this episode of Vibe Mood Feels. Uh, I think it's important for us to have conversations like this and for people to hear different perspectives because I've yet to see um, the perspective of an essential worker at this point, or maybe I wasn't looking hard enough, but I wanted for myself to have a conversation and see like what's going in the heads of these people who are forced to, I hate saying force, but like, yeah, in other words, like, you know, you still have to come out and risk your lives every day. So thank you for being that person to have that conversation with. Absolutely. You're very welcome. Um, you know what? I want to encourage any other essential worker that is not a bus driver, or even if you are, if you want to 
volunteer and get um uh you know interviewed i encourage you to do it because everyone deserves to know that you're more than just a grocery clerk and you're more than just a bus driver or you're more than just a doctor you know like it's it's a whole different um you know ground when you're risking your life for it so definitely i encourage everyone every essential worker out there to get interviewed put your perspective out there let us know because i want to know too you know how it is to be a grocery clerk you know like what do you got to put up with because right about now the world is losing their mind and everything is just so chaotic out there so i can't even imagine how those grocery stores get or any you know any other thing like that i can imagine i was at walmart uh Sunday, I had to restock on groceries and, you know, they got the new, uh, the new rules in place where they let only a certain number of people in and um, they have like these little six feet markers. Yeah. And now you can only buy like one item of, you know, whatever toilet paper. I know I went into Walmart one time and I tried to get two, two toilet papers, like the 20, the 12 pack or something. And the the manager came up to me and literally like snatched one of them out of my hand. She said, you can only buy one. I was like, that's all I came for. Literally. That's all I went to Walmart for just two rows of toilet paper. And she she's like, no, you you can only buy one. I said, all right, you know what? I'm not going to fight because I've seen many videos of people just knocking each other out over toilet paper i'm not gonna do it you know <laughs> like <laughs> get what you need and that's it because there's you know people don't that people fail to think about the elderly you know yeah. and and i'm glad that step is taking that you know that step to limit people on on what they buy because there's a bunch of us out here in need man mm-hmm. yep that yo it's crazy we're we in a crazy time um i can't wait to see the documentary or the web series or the the series that's going to come from this like in 20 years i know they're going to be like oh yeah absolutely something something that we didn't know or like some there's gonna be some interesting story um that's absolutely i'm just i'm just terrified to you know see those numbers when all of this passed to think that you know hundreds and thousands of people passed and they don't even get a proper burial because they have to get you know cremated it's it's very, very sad. Like, I can't help but feel for everyone that's, you know, losing their, their family members and their loved ones like this because, you know, I wouldn't want to uh, be cremated. I, I want to, you know, have a right burial or whatever. I want my parents to have that, um, you know, chance to say their last goodbyes and all that stuff if I happen to go before them. But, you know, I can't help uh, to, to send my, my condolences and my respect to everyone that didn't get to say goodbye to their loved ones because you know they're on quarantine alone like these people are suffering alone and then the families are suffering alone too because you cannot come in contact with your loved ones after this once you're quarantined it's like you know it's over like yeah. it's either you come out of there alive or dead yeah uh, my grandma um i was saying before we recorded she we had to take her because she wasn't feeling well the ambulance came they took her and no one was allowed to go um so it was it was that where it's like oh my gosh this is gonna be the last time she's fine now she's home she's she's chilling but um uh, but like during those hours you're like whoa like is is this the last time i'm gonna see our lot like what's going on here and there's no they gave you as little information or they try to make you feel more comfortable it's like but are you saying that because you have to or are you just trying to get us to go away um Absolutely. but it, it is a and what's crazy is uh 
with the, with the crazy thing about a pandemic is that it's not just one nation facing it. This is literally a global thing. Like this is something that absolutely. And um, every nation has its own way. It's it's infecting every country in a different way. And I think in the U.S., our our problem is is uh, the healthcare and the class system. Like we're we're definitely seeing the hits on that. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Very it's, oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know what? And and I try and not look at the news. Um, you know, because all they talk about is how the numbers are rising and. The reason I had to call out a couple of days ago was because I swear I think I had a panic attack. Like I could not, I never cried so much in my life. Thankfully till this day, I haven't had to lose anyone that I love. Um, but I never cried so much in my life because, you know, I was thinking, my God, like what if I have it now and I'm not showing symptoms? Like I'm not only killing myself, but I'm killing the people that I love. Like I didn't already see my nephews who's, who's one, three and eight, you know, like, so it's, scary it's scary so i i cried i had to call out because i'm like you know what i need to stay home and really just like whew, i need that mental space you know to really like try and get myself back because watching the news and even social media you know social media is a powerful platform and you know like people try and post you know make light of all of this but the fact is that it's everywhere and it's not something that you can just say, oh, I'm not going to worry about that today. No, like you have to worry about that. You know what I mean? Like you have yeah. to take those necessary precautions for you and, and for everyone that you come in contact with. Yeah. And I can see the overwhelmingness because I'm thinking about doing like a social media break too because it's so, social media is so instant. You get everything instantly. So if something happens, you know, right away and you get those notifications, it starts trending and it's like everyone's talking about it. You get all these different perspectives. Everyone's uh, pro something or anti something you just get and you're getting so many different opinions and it's it's a lot so to end on a lighter note um what's something like what's something or is there something that you're doing to help detach yourself from this is there like are you taking up well i know you're st- you still have to show up to work but is there anything that that's helping you clear your mind from everything like a new hobby or, or or a show on Netflix or or anything? Um, to be honest with you, um, just taking care of my credit repair clients and watching Netflix. That's that's what I'm trying to do. You see what I'm saying? But again, we're talking about almost 50 plus hours driving a bus. Like that's what I do a week, you know? So, so a lot of my life pertains of putting myself at risk, you know what I mean? And, and so I'm just, like when I go out there, I'm trying to cover up and, you know, just try and, and like really take the precautions that I should, even though it's not much because they're saying those masks doesn't protect you from getting the virus. It's more of you're not putting germs out in, in the open, you know? Yeah. So that's why they're making this such a big deal. Like, you know, and that's why I want to tell everyone out there, please wear a mask, even if you're going to the corner store, wear a mask. Even if, you know, you have guests coming over, have them wear a mask or you wear a mask because you don't know who they came in contact with, right? And and like you said before, this pandemic is really showing you the true colors of people because, you know, you, you're starting to see the people that don't care. Yeah. The people that, you know, is just treating this like a vacation and it's not. Buying tickets and, you know, and stuff, that's just crazy. 
just ridiculous. I've seen people buy cheap tickets to like the Bahamas and stuff. I'm just like, yo. Yeah, you know what? I I I was actually supposed to go to um, uh, Cancun in June, and you know, I bought my I bought my trip way before, like way before this happened, like last year I bought it, and so now I'm just like, oh my goodness, you know, I I really hope that you know I can get my money back or something because I wouldn't travel. And everyone is just like, oh, I want to go here. And they, like you said, buying like flight tickets everywhere. And I'm like, oh man, that was, you know, before the numbers spiked the way they did. Because now it's just like, again, I don't know how people are out there jogging, you know, like, listen, you can get that. Like, you don't know if someone's turning the corner and the person that just turned the corner sneezed and you just ran right through them germs, you know, and you don't know if they had the virus. So is that airborne that now we know? Exactly, and you know what the, the right the city. Um, I don't know if it was. I don't know. It wasn't the mayor. It was some 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 lady from the city. Uh, she posted like these rules that the city is uh requiring us to do. You know, and they're saying, oh, you know, um, hand sanitizer, then six feet apart, and quarantine yourself. But they put another list right next to it saying what you can do is go out there for a walk and go out there for a jog and go. That's very, you're contradicting yeah, yourself. It's counterintuitive because yes. let's say if, oh, take a walk around your block. Okay. So if everyone in the neighborhood decides to do that, you're going to have a hundred and something people in the street trying to get to where they So like, it, it really is, um, it's like, it's, it's contradicting itself. It's not, yeah. it's, what do you want us to do? Do you want to stay home or are you trying to get us to go on a hike? Exactly. I need to know. And if every and if everyone would stay home, regardless of the city or anyone telling you you could go out there for a job, stay home. Stay home because um, you know, the president isn't telling us to stay home. And I feel like for as long as the president or the government does not take this serious, no one else is gonna take this serious. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like what needs to happen, everything needs to get shut down. That's the only way people are gonna stay inside. But for as long as you're saying, oh, half of you can go outside and half of you can't, the half that can't are still going to do it because the half that could are doing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's what how I'm people saying. work. Like, Phil, like, SEPTA is the blood of Philly. And I agree that if as long as SEPTA is running, unfortunately, I feel like the, I, most of the cases on Philly probably happen through public transportation because, as you see, like, New York, New York is a grand scale, whatever. I think Philly is like a smaller scale of, of New York, but I feel like a lot of the the cases happen through transportation in New York because everyone's coming from all over, trains, subways, and stuff like that. It's, it's really crowded, and I think the same thing in Philly where people's going in and out of these buses. You're, you know, we're really close. We stand up next to people, and, you know, people can be sick. I've been on plenty of buses um, before all this where there's people sick and stuff. I could have gotten anything from any of these bus rides or whatever someone can sit in a seat before you that was that had something going on exactly so. exactly so that's why you know the fact that septa made uh the fare free it was to help the essential workers out you know and and the fact that a lot of people are losing their jobs and they you know i can't imagine you could barely pay your bills you're not gonna be able to buy a 90 something dollar transpass but you know so they went and they made this free but i don't think that they thought about the big effect it was going to have. Now it's like, you don't only, you're not only providing free transportation for the people that actually need it, but now you have everyone running in and out on buses. 
everyone. I mean, everyone. It's because of the free ride. So now you don't boost it, our our likelihood and the risk of us, you know, contracting this uh, virus because just anyone and everyone is in and out these buses. Not to say that essential workers can't have it because, yes, they're human. They can have it. But, you know, I feel like everyone would feel more at ease knowing that, hey, you know, we don't have a choice but to go to work. You know what I'm saying? Then yeah. sit there and, and look at a little kid who's bouncing a basketball in the back of the bus. Like, where are your parents? Wow. Why are you not home? You know, like, how, how are you okay with putting yourself openly at risk like that? With, with having the choice of being home and being safe. So, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to deal with it as, as a bus uh, driver. So, you know, I just want to ask everyone again to just cover up and take all the necessary precautions. Thank you have for having me on this show, and I love right. it. You know, it's not a lot of uh, opportunities we get to openly express our our uh, you know situations as bus drivers because we're always often overlooked. Yeah, so we're I, never taken serious. I feel like it's important, and I, I saw your story. Oh, uh, spoiler alert! Adriana and I are friends. We known each other since uh, high school. Yes. Or yes. was it middle school? Was it eighth grade? I think it was eighth grade, yeah. Ever since, cause yeah, cause I came into the school at eighth. eighth. Yeah, I went to community at eighth. Yeah, so yeah, we know each other for a while. So yeah, I was I was watching your story, and uh, I was hearing you, and I was like, wow, like this is I didn't see that perspective, cause I was just I just saw the videos happening about stuff that, and then I was I happened to go on your story, and then you were talking about the different uh, stuff going on. I was like, you know what? I feel like I need to know more. I feel like people should know more and not just the viral videos that are popping up, but just uh, in-depth look into Absolutely. what's going on from the side of, of Stop the Driver. So thank Absolutely. you for being on the show. Thank you guys for listening. This is uh, this is PRT, like I said, and follow the show up on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, or wherever it is. Share it. Uh, share it to other people who who need to be informed and that's that's a show we did it be safe everyone